fellow adventurers. Welcome to a Nat One Life podcast series called Homebrew Heals. Here, my sister Amanda and I will talk about our different journeys we have taken or are still on to resolve our medical issues. From gut issues to skin issues, we have experienced a lot in our 30 years. We do not have any medical backgrounds, but feel we have rolled high enough in our investigation and health checks and want to share our experiences with you. So come along this journey with us and see what we discover together. Journey with us and start to find your way through this net one night. Sarah, did you know that astronauts are actually encouraged to have their gallbladders removed? No, I did not. Why is that? So astronauts consider um, are supposed to consider having their gallbladder and appendix removed, even if their organs are perfectly healthy, to prevent appendicitis and gallstones um, or cholecystitis from setting in when they're obviously far away from medical attention. I see. So, okay, so it's a preventative measure. Yeah, it says that basically the the ease and the safety of surgical prophylaxis, which is preventative measures, currently appears to outweigh the logistics of treating either acute appendicitis or cholecystitis during that extended space exploration. Interesting. Yeah. Well, when doing research about the gallbladder and everything, I actually found one of the few things that I found. One of the things that was surprising is that it is an organ that can be removed. Yeah, like, you can totally live without it. Exactly. It's a, as we say at work, a nice to have, not a need to have. <laughs> <laughs> That's so crazy. But yet it's in our body. Right. Like, we still are born with it, develop it, and it does help our digestion. The gallbladder is kind of cool. Like, from my reading. So let's start by talking about just how the anatomy of it, how it's made up. Yeah. So last time we were talking about the liver, the gallbladder, my understanding, sits kind of nestled right underneath it. And it's attached to the liver and also to the ducts from the liver to the intestines, small intestines. Yeah. And so when I was looking at it, I was like, oh, it's like all little spooned up in the liver mm-hmm. you know the liver's all wrapped around it like i'll keep you safe i'll keep you warm well then did you see how big your gallbladder can get i didn't see how big it can get i saw how big it's supposed to be so it fluctuates because right fills with the fluid and stuff it, right so it gets you know half the fluid from the liver or half of the liver supply of fluid, I should say. And it fills up and it can get as big as like a small pear. Mm -hmm. And I like look down at myself and I'm like, where the frick does it fit? Yeah, because you're a tiny person. Right. Like, I feel like I would be seeing a bulge under my ribs or something. It's a food baby. (laughs) That's what we call (laughs) them. That's why everybody thought, no, that's my gallbladder. Right. Well, because you have to think about when it does that is because it's, you're eating something fatty. So then for me, considering all things, right? So now your gallbladder is getting bigger. My gas usually starts building up because of what I'm eating. 
Mm-hmm. So I start to get a little more bloated there. I also ate the food, some of the food sitting in my stomach. And so I think all of those contribute to, quote, food baby syndrome. Which actually is a good thought that I didn't even consider. You're right. like Because it's not just doing it like... <laughs> <laughs> on its own. You're walking down right. the street and all of a sudden it's a full pair. Like, no, you're it's it's the process of digestion. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it's that not just hilarious. one spot. My yeah. whole torso is getting expanded at the same time. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so what else is unique about the gallbladder anatomy? So, because it me, seems pretty simple. Oh. No, exactly. For when I was reading uh, through everything, it is fairly simple. So it just hangs out right underneath the liver there, and it while like you were saying, while you start eating, um, the liver sends half of its supplies to the gallbladder because once your food actually does get to your intestines, the gallbladder will then start to release what it has, especially if you are eating fatty foods. The gallbladder will start uh, releasing the bile more quickly. Mm-hmm. And this is to help with the breakdown of your food uh, while it's in your small intestines and whatnot. So um, it's another organ that I feel like it's it's very intuitive. So <clears throat> the liver, I still think, is amazing. It's like mm. telling the gallbladder, hey, I'm going to put this here. And when you get the signal that our human friend is eating fatty foods again, I need you to release. <laughs> like Right. Just squeeze yourself dry. <laughs> well, not even just release, but, like, build up a supply. Yeah. And then release it all. How about you? What did you find? Well, so I just found it interesting that it's so basic of a an organ. You know, it's just literally this sack that mm-hmm. produces this one substance. Mm-hmm. And it's connected to three ducts. And so it's literally connected to the cystic duct. Um, that connects it to two other ducts and to what you were saying, Sarah, is the common hepatic duct goes up to the liver mm-hmm. and the common bile duct goes down to the intestines. And so it's just, I mean, that's its only thing right. <laughs> that it does. It's very basic. But it to is, your point, yeah. it's like the pancreas, um, which we haven't talked about yet, <clears throat> and we will get there, but it's... It's very intuitive based upon the signals that we're sending our body. So we have to make sure that those signals are the right ones. Yes. Yeah. So I'm sure people have heard of gallstones, gallbladder stones before. Not to be confused. And I had to do this for myself and For some people, this might be really sad that I had to do this, but it's only because I personally have not gone through these experiences, Mm -hmm. Um, so I never had to worry about it. I've been very lucky, but not to be confused with kidney stones. Right. Those are different. Exactly. So your gallbladder can form a stone-type material within itself, um, but you don't 
get rid of them or release them just by peeing and whatnot, it's a little bit more of an issue than kidney stones. Interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> so the gallbladder then on a very basic level um, is primarily made to make bile. And mm -hmm. so it's part of the biliary system, which is made up of the liver, the gallbladder, and the associated ducts, those three ducts that we were just talking about. And this, this system is needed for the production, storage, and secretion of bile. So that's just a very basic overview. Does. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> now, bile is... Now, it, bile is weird to me because I, every time I think about bile, I think about once you've thrown up so much... Yes. That you're like, oh, are you throwing up bile? But then I read this stuff and I'm like, are you? Yeah, no. I don't think you are. You're not. So you're throwing up like stomach acid. It, right, but. exactly. So <laughs> it's whatever, it's the substance that your stomach is producing. Yeah. Um, and we haven't researched the stomach yet. We're getting right. there, people. <laughs> exactly. So there very well could be bile in the stomach. Yeah. Um, I guess more to come. Exactly. <laughs> But bile is the thick liquid that's like green, brown, or yellow, um, and it's used to help you digest uh, fats. Then it's produced by your liver um, mm -hmm. and stored in your gallbladder. Yeah, so the gallbladder mm -hmm. is mainly just a storehouse. And that's why ultimately you are able to get rid of it is because the liver is still going to produce and it's mm -hmm. still going to transfer it's just when you, if you do have your gallbladder removed, you have to change your diet yeah. um, because that extra bile source is no longer there. So those fatty foods don't get broken down as right. well. Yeah. And that's why that some people have to take like different things to help them break down those foods if they mm -hmm. don't eat them, if they don't have a gallbladder. <clears throat> okay. Um so the gallbladder not only stores it, but then it also concentrates it down mm -hmm. and then can release it into the small intestine um, to really break down those super fatty things. So in terms of like, if you're thinking maybe my gallbladder hurts or something, it's located in the right upper quadrant of your abdomen. Mm -hmm. um, so they said somewhere between, they, I'm on healthline.com people listen to our previous podcast. I'm obsessed. Um, <laughs> but it's the area that ranges from like the bottom of your sternum, which is like the bottom of your rib cage, um, down to your belly button. Um, and so from the outside, that's kind of what you're feeling or what you would think about where it's located. I've never experienced like when I was reading about gallbladder issues and, mm -hmm possible pain um i haven't had anything like that have you no um pains on my left side right i've had pain on my right side before but it's always been lower where i was nervous that it was my appendix or uh, since i'm born female i have the uterus and ovaries and i've been told that i have cysts within yeah. on my ovaries. So I just right. assume it's something along those lines. Um, some symptoms that uh, the Mayo Clinic kind of provides uh, that if you're wondering if you might be having some gallbladder issues or some gallstones um, is uh, 
the pain, you know, sudden rapid pain within the upper right portion. Um, or there could be even at the center of your abdomen, just below your breastbone. Uh, strangely enough, there's back pain between your shoulder blades. And that's where yeah. I know I haven't had any like issues before. I, I don't remember ever getting that kind of pain necessarily, unless mm-hmm. it was like from working out, you know, just the dull yeah. muscle pain. Um, and then pain in your right shoulder. And then, of course, the vomiting, nausea, not feeling hot. Right. Which is hard because those are common Super common things, right? Yeah, pain in your um, right shoulder can be up from a couple of different things and whatnot. Yeah, so, yeah, um, and so gallstones are really just hard. Um, basically, from my reading, gallstones occur because your gallbladder is getting overworked. Like, usually, if you're eating a very high fatty diet, um, if you have certain conditions that they can cause that. <clears throat> gallstones to come on to or certain um like medications and things like that can cause you to be more prone to uh, developing gallstones but it seems like because the gallbladder is getting overworked like constantly just storing massive amounts and like stretching out to that maximum capacity and then pushing it down into the small intestine to process the fatty foods that it builds up almost like a hard water is kind of what I was thinking in my head in terms of an analogy, but like a hard water crust Mm -hmm. that's made up of the bile salt and cholesterol. And then Mm -hmm. they make these like balls, like almost like a pearl, you know, like it's a little grain of sand sitting in there and it's just collecting and collecting and collecting. And then it becomes a stone. And then the stone gets down to the drain, which is trying to go into the small intestine Mm -hmm. and it clogs it or it pushes it through and it, is fucking painful. Yeah. So from what I've seen, <clears throat> that is the main, what they believe to be the main cause of gallstones. And yeah, you're right. So they start forming within the gallbladder and then the gallbladder, you know, shrinks because it's get, getting rid of the bile. And so those stones have to go somewhere. So they start getting forced in through that exit point, And that's, what's painful. It's not the creation of the stone. It's, your body trying to get rid of the stone or thinking that it's just more bile that needs to be excreted. Um, It looks like there might be a couple of other situations. I think you already mentioned it where you might have some other conditions that will cause you to Mm -hmm. have gallstones. Right. Um, But they actually have that. uh, They think that another reason is that your gallbladder just doesn't, empty itself out like it should yeah almost like your regular bladder exactly people that have bladder problems yeah yeah exactly so it's just like our other organs you know they're all very similar they just have their own duties to carry out um but yeah if it doesn't empty correctly and that bile just sits there like you said it's a pearl it just collects yeah it's like oh i'm gonna get so fancy but there are two gallstones. There is the cholesterol gallstones that you were mm-hmm. talking about. And then there's also pigment gallstones. Um, and that's from when you have that condition. Um, usually it's your liver is overproducing a chemical. Yeah. And is that the bile salt ones? Yes. The yeah. bilirubin. Mm-hmm. Bil- bilirubin. Yeah. Yep. That's the yep, bilirubin. 
crazy. That's what makes you turn yellow, too. So if you're jaundiced, yes. bilirubin is what builds up in your system and makes you look yellow. <clears throat> and it can be an indicator of a lot of different things. It was a huge indicator, actually. Our uh, grandpa passed away from um, pancreatic cancer. It was yes. either pancreatic or... But he had to have a um, uh, drain put in because his bile duct was blocked Mm, and mm -hmm. was, yeah, so anyway, um, the reason why we had made him go to the hospital in the first place was because he was turning yellow. That was my point. Um, And that progressed very quickly, people. So make sure you get checked out. Um, Anyway, so in order to keep your gallbladder healthy... Um, here's a couple of things you can do. Yeah. Limit your sugar and fatty foods, obviously. Um, try to eat on a regular schedule. So fasting and skipping meals can actually increase your risk for gallstones. Oh, so interesting. eating regularly because you're like developing a healthy, like every three hours I'm having this. And then your whole digestive system does what it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then making sure to eat healthy fats and things that are high in fiber, like fruits and vegetables. Nice. Yeah, and that's pretty much what I've seen as well, is that just a healthy diet. Um, Obviously, if you're having some other health issues, you might not be able to, no matter what you do, you might not be able to avoid the situation. Um, But uh, your doctor will be able to essentially take care of you. And if you need to, like we were saying at the beginning, the gallbladder can be removed. So if that needs to happen, that's... Uh, is an option. I was going to say, share this fun little nugget. The world record for most gallstones ever removed from a person's body is, stands more at 23,530. No! From a single yeah. person? A 43-year-old man in India underwent surgery to have thousands of them removed. And they said, usually, you know, there's like 2 to 20 stones. <clears throat> there were so many that they were counting them and it was just yeah insane you know Um, at that point i wonder if it all was just one and it just started to crumble maybe i don't know it sounds like they're pellets i would love to look at it but it was from like a long time ago um so that guy only had 4100 the lady in 1987 she was 85 and she had severe abdominal pain and she's the one that had 23530 i bet you're full of like pearls I'm surprised she wasn't, like, passed out from pain. I mean, she was 85, and it was 1987. So she's lived through some shit. She lived through the Great Depression. (laughs) She lived, she was in the UK. She lived through both world wars. Yeah. She probably, yeah. (laughs) That was probably nothing to her. (laughs) She's probably like, bitch, I've seen some shit. Because she she was on a... Well, I'm also thinking, I wonder if she... (laughs) Had some recreational help as well. (laughs) Maybe. Thank you, adventurers, for joining us today. We hope this helped you find tips and tricks to loot the booty. Find us on natonelife.com and check us out on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, to follow us more on our day-to-day. May your poop be regular and bubbles minimal. Stay Stay sassy sassy and gassy. gassy. Till next next time. time. Nice. Child of love, a nat one life, a nat one life.
You work all day and make no pay And debt is mounting every day And that one line And that one line